Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, you know the drill by now. It's movies, games, TV, something from the last week. And, uh, well, yeah, that's probably about it, I imagine. Uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, there's usually a video, or it, at the very least, there's some pretty pictures. So, uh, jump over to YouTube, give us a subscribe. Give us a notification bell click and uh, tell friends and family to do the same. Cheers. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Right, there we go. Can you hear me? I hope so. Oh, right then. Um, so, uh, this is the point where I tell you that it's week six, I think it is, week six of lockdown. Um, I mean, that's that, really. Uh, it won't be week six when you get this, and I don't know what relevance it has maybe things are worse by the time you're listening to this um fingers crossed things are better you know this will be a month later so maybe maybe we're out of the house by the time you hear this um i've got the window open don't know if you can hear the birds chirping it's like seven o'clock on a monday evening still light yeah we're in well we're getting to that time of year about a couple of couple of warm ones um i'm quite drained which i don't feel lends itself to doing a podcast um and i do feel i need to apologize for last week's podcast um it's one of those things i can explain and i can't get across what it's like to have to try and record the same thing for the third time through no fault of your own. Um, I know I blasted through it and I know that I just, I left out loads of stuff for better or worse. I left out loads of stuff from the previous couple of times I tried it. Some of the stuff I felt in the end was probably better to have been left out. But like I say, that's the sort of the better or the worst sort of thing. Uh, but this is an apology from me to you for last week's podcast. Uh, obviously, you got the information, um, but yeah, uh, I am enjoying and tucking in. Listen, mm. Mm. I'm tucking into my first cold coffee of the day. Um, been one of those days today. The work I'm doing at the moment is draining that's why i feel as i think that's why i feel the way i do that i had to shoot out uh, a little while ago to go and get a prescription for um one of the cats <sighs> i mean you know two cats one of them's just a cat and the other one's like a broken cat do you guys have that i don't know Anyway, 
let's let's get started and maybe things will pick up a bit it's one of those i feel i feel you know i've got a monster list right here monster list um i've tried to keep the stuff from the week short some might say focused some might say we're in a lockdown and you know not much happens um and then you know the other side of lockdown i've got multiple tv related things um bringing back a segment that we haven't had for quite a while um i've got a documentary i've got some movies i've got some computer games it's all there it's all there um so i need to i need to shake off the cobwebs and get this get this started so uh last wednesday uh wednesday's my day with the baby not not even a baby i was on a i was on a a work call today and somebody was like oh you know you've got um you've got a toddler at home haven't you and i'm like yeah i guess i guess we're at that point so wednesday's my day with the baby i've been saying through all of this oh i was built for lockdown i uh i was always grounded when i was a child so i was built for this and on you know largely um largely that is the case i've had some weird recollect like memory recollection of some stuff that was like that like the pendulum swing of the different sides that like being grounded and then being told later in life that being in all the time wasn't wasn't normal and you know you're supposed to leave the house and um things like that and having to learn to go out um so wednesday i get up having had five weeks of me going ah lockdown yeah it's not ideal but and saying oh i was designed for this and all that i get up wednesday and i can't stop sweating and i'm just like oh my god it's really warm oh i've got sweat on i got out of bed and i was warm and you know i've i've, I've said previously sometimes like i can end up drinking a coffee and being hot um i can end up getting out of the shower and i just can't seem to cool down um certain times of the day i don't know what it is and i'll never be able to explain it to you because i don't know what it is but certain times of the day i'm just hot uh 11 o'clock in the morning 11 o'clock at night hmm, it's 11 o'clock no that's not true more like a 10 o'clock in the morning 11 o'clock at night i would just be warm explain that one um so wednesday i get up and i am just warm i'm just sweating but then because i can't because i can't seem to cool down and i can't seem to i can't like it's like i can't get away from it part of me is like the only thing that you can do right now is go outside you've got to get out you've got to get out of the house you've got to go outside that's the only place you're going to be able to cool down some of this might be it was just possibly psychological i don't know but my brain went you can't cool down you're sweating all over the shop you need to go outside 
you know, the big wide open world sort of thing. So I'm like, let's do that. Let's get out. Put the baby in the old, uh, in the push chair. And uh, got ready to go out. It was a beautiful day. It was a, a t-shirt and sunglasses day. Absolutely. No jacket for this man. Um, honestly, I don't think we're far away from the shorts. So, went out. Now, I was taking this as my daily allowance of allowed to leave the house sort of situation for exercise. I'm going to use this walk as my exercise. Also, we required toothpaste. That's it. You know, we just need some toothpaste. So I'm like, right, I'm going to go to the shop. I'm going to buy some toothpaste. I'm going to go for a walk. World of good. So I went out. Me and the baby in the pushchair and we walked up to the shops that are just at the top of the street went in bought toothpaste cool beans everyone's happy got the item we needed so i'm like okay i'm looking at the time it's like baby needs lunch at a certain point in time um we're out for a walk are we just going to do a bit of a short walk or are we going to go for the long walk i'm looking at the time I'm like you know something it's not going to kill her to go a little you know 15 minutes past lunchtime so let's get that walk let's get that walk going it's going to be the right thing for me it's going to be good for her a bit of stimulation all that sort of thing so out i set into the world and away we went um and this this is what i'm what i'm coming around to is last wednesday whilst i was out on this walk it's the first time in all of this that i've actually felt like we were in lockdown I felt there was a distinct lack of people out and about. Like every time I've left the house, for whatever reason, whether it's to get out and get a walk, um, for whatever reason of leaving the house, which I really don't do that often, um, it's not really felt like we were in lockdown. There have been a couple of points in time, you know, those weekends that we had that the weather was really nice. Those points in time, I'm out there and I'm like, this is this is worse than it would have been before lockdown for people being out. You wouldn't see these people out here if we weren't in lockdown. So Wednesday's the first time that I've been out and about. Admittedly, it's a weekday. I, you know, I'm not I'm not under those sorts of illusions. Um, but it definitely felt like we were in lockdown less people out and about wandering around less people out doing exercise less cars on the road like minimal cars so I'm like wow you know it's a, a real difference it's a distinct difference the other thing I noticed when you do see people you do come in contact with people obviously you've got to keep your distance social distancing but people are so much more friendly so much more friendly so much more friendly so much more friendly so much friendlier um I, it's like every single person you see speaks to you hi how are you doing you're all right you wouldn't get that at others. you know the odd person might speak to you and usually you're a bit like who or that's probably just me but everybody you see speaks to you and i was like 
I'm I'm out there getting the walk. I'm out with the with the baby. I'd done the the job I went to do. I got toothpaste. And I'm out in the world, and I'm like, we're in lockdown. Nobody's out and about. And the people you do see, those are the people. You know, they're, they're talking, and and it's, and I needed that. I needed that for my for my my sanity or whatever, for my mental health or whatever. I needed to see that because what I saw was a country who that was finally doing the right thing, and. A society that's been brought together through this. Those people, if those, if we, if we weren't in this situation, those people, ninety percent of those people wouldn't have spoken to me. You know, you guys know what I look like. You've seen a video of me, hopefully with clothes on. <laughs> um, people see me coming down the street, and it's you know. I, you know, those people wouldn't speak to me. Every, nearly everybody spoke to me. Hi, how you doing? You alright there? You know, whilst keeping distance and stuff. I got home. I was on top of the world. I was like, that's one of the best experiences I've had out of the house in a very long time. Certainly whilst all this has gone on. It felt like everything was coming together the way it should do. It felt like we were going to get through this, come out the other side... Boom. Fantastic. That was Wednesday. You already know what's coming. It's like a it's like a Netflix original, this bad boy. What day? I'm gonna say Friday. So for as long as I can remember, in in this house there is one person one person only that does the shopping. Um, Leanne would go and meet her dad on a Saturday morning. Uh, it was double bubble for them. They got to see each other once a week, every week. And they got their weekly shopping done. Tick, 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 tick. Tick slaughterboxes right there. During this time, there's been, you know, X amount of shopping needs to be done. And as you know, from what I've sort of said, what was it last week? I um, I have been out to do the shopping. And Friday evening, I went out to do the shopping. The, the conversation in our house usually starts with, uh, who's doing the shopping? Am I going? Oh, well, it doesn't make more sense if I go. Huh. That'll be like in the morning. By lunchtime, it's like, did we make a decision who was going? Oh, well, it makes more sense if you go, but then I can go and... And it's just that, all day, that conversation happens about 20 times. And then, at about 5 o'clock, I'm like, so am I going then? Yeah, we decided that you were going to go, because it makes more sense for you to go because of X. So, it was, it was me going to do the shopping. Shopping is a stressful thing for me, in the sense that I don't know where anything is. Because I generally don't do it. I don't know where things are. And. I don't. You know those signs. That hang above. The, the aisles in supermarkets. I might be one of the only people. In the world that actually uses them. Because I just don't know. You know it's like. Am I going to go and get milk. I can probably find where the milk is. Do I need a loaf of bread. 
I can probably find where the bread is. Do I need, you know, a cheese? It's probably going to be in the cheese section. Um, ham, you know, I, I can do those things. But when you've got like a list of loads of vegetables, it's like, well, you know, it's a big supermarket. I'm, I'm probably just making excuses for being a shit shopper. So I've got my list, which was actually two lists by the time I went. And I'm like, where's the courgettes? Do they not have any? Or is it that I can't find them? Because those are, those are the two choices. You know, round and round and round and round and round. I went round the fruit and veg section. They didn't have either of the two fruits I went for. Uh, they didn't have courgettes, to my knowledge. I did manage to get, you know, the other things, potatoes and things like that. The other one was coleslaw. Where the freaking hell do you live? does the coleslaw live? Turns out it's on an end. Um, stuff like that. So, it, it, it's, it's stressful because ultimately I just don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to return home and go, I bought all the wrong things uh, and I paid too much money for them and I didn't get anything you asked for. You know, I'm trying to do do my best, trying to bring the right things home. So, I'm out in a stressful situation, stressful for me situation. And I'm like, where's the fucking coleslaw? And something I need to ask, something I've realised. I would refer to a certain type of of gentleman as a middle-aged man. That doesn't work when I am a middle-aged man. So, maybe somebody can help me with this. What are you called when you're 50 to 55? You know, you've got the, the white-grey hair. Um, you know, you're not 40 anymore. But you're not 70. Are you still middle-aged? Is, is mid, Does middle-aged cover like 30 years? 40 to 70? I suppose past, past 60, would you be an elderly gentleman? I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But what I can tell you is, in a supermarket what I've found in all forms of, of shop that I've been in so far, those, let's go with middle-aged, middle-aged men are the worst for the social distancing stuff. They could not give less of a shit. And it's like, okay, the aisle's so wide, you, you, you've got your plastic gloves on, but... You've left your trolley in the middle of the aisle and you've now gone over to look at something on a shelf which essentially means you've blocked the entire aisle. I'm now standing more than two metres away going, now what? I'll just wait, shall I? And apparently we, we are very much browsing. There's very little buying, there's very little putting in the shopping trolley and very much staring into space. Um, but yeah, middle-aged men, don't know what, I don't know what it is, 
I don't know whether it's, you know, uh, a feeling of some form of invulnerability. I don't know. But they're the ones that walk down the middle of the aisle past you. They're the ones that, you know, you're going around and there's like you're one side of the aisle somebody else is the other side of the aisle a bit further down they'll just walk straight through the middle don't care and i i just i just i don't like it. i don't like going out there at this time going into these supermarkets where you know you've got to go round all of the stuff to get in and you gotta wipe your trolley and you can just feel all the all the grime on the handle and then you're supposed to follow these arrows but nobody does and I'm trying to do the following the arrows but then I'm like damn it have I missed it I'm gonna have to go round again I, I came out of the I came out of the supermarket I'm pretty sure I've been in there two hours just going round and round. I'm pretty sure I was in the fruit and veg section for 40 minutes. Freaking courgettes. And they didn't have any. And it, it was just... You know, Wednesday I get home and I'm like... I'm telling you, man. For, say what you want. You know, it's not great. It's not ideal. It's not the best. It's, you know, people are dying. And, and, and all of this. It's not what we want. But maybe this will bring people together maybe we'll you know together we're stronger and we're going to come out the other side of of this as a as a better society maybe that's something that's why i came home thinking on wednesday two days later i go to the supermarket and i'm like no we're all going to get wiped out through pure stupidity we're literally going to get wiped out by stupidity it's Bonkers. Mmm, that's a cold coffee. A little cold coffee. So, I want to talk to you about Diet Coke. Yep, Diet Coke. So, um... Some point last week, well, it has to have been before Friday, um, earlier in the week, honestly, it doesn't matter. I'm like, I'll tell you something, I've got a, something that has been a very strange thing for me is during the, this lockdown time, I've had cravings. Um, it's weird i've had cravings for things whether that's one of those when you know you can't have something that's what you want um i've got i've got back into stuff that i used to be into years ago um jammy dodgers loving a jammy a jammy dodger and something that i've noticed is some of these things taste amazing like you, you know get yourself out there treat yourself to a jammy dodger think about the last time you ate one think man i haven't had a jammy dodger in a while get yourself out there get your shopping done get a sleeve of jammy dodgers try one and tell me that they don't taste better than they used to don't know what they've done but jammy dodgers are so good so i've had all these weird cravings unfortunately one of those cravings has been for chocolate um what's weirdly kind of nice is 
no matter how much chocolate I can or would or have or any of those things eat, none of it's ever enough. There's just this, this craving for chocolate. So I get to the point where I'm like, oh, there's no real point in eating it then, is there? Because, you know, it's not enough. So how about we don't bother? I mean, I, I, I do bother, so... So, middle of last week, let's let's say, I had this powerful craving, you know, a hankering, a craving, whatever, for Diet Coke. So, I, I think it was the next day, checking out Instagram stories, as you and I know, that can only mean one thing, checking in with the old, uh, with, with Mr. Kreischer himself, Bertie boy, and he's there and he's drinking Diet Coke. And going on about, oh man, we managed to get some Diet Coke, it's the best day ever and all this. I'm like, this cannot be a coincidence. And quite frankly, if Bert's drinking Diet Coke and I'm and I'm hankering after Diet Coke, next time I'm in a position to get some, I'm getting some. Jump forward to Friday, I'm doing the shopping, I want I walk down the fizzy drinks aisle, grabs me a, just a little bottle, because they're they're like one point five litre or something, just a little bottle of Diet Coke. Now then while I was thinking about whether I was going to talk about this, I was thinking, I need to clarify some stuff at this point in time. I used to be very much, in every definition of the word, addicted to Diet Coke. Um, I was working out the other day, so I used to drink a minimum, this is a minimum, I used to drink 21 litres of diet coke a week that's a minimum so uh, I used to get eight two litre bottles of diet coke from uh, well, that was my shopping order for a Saturday bring me back eight two litre bottles of diet coke I used to have them in the wardrobe in the bedroom and just drink them just drink them drink them drink I would buy on my way to work five days a week two 500 milliliters, a, a, a litre of Diet Coke five days a week. So add to your 16 litres another five. I'm guessing you know how maths works. And I just drank it all the time. Got to the point where at one point in time I've been up for five days I couldn't work out why basically in five days just just hadn't slept and at the at the five day point where I started hallucinating and had to go home from work because I was hallucinating um it was around that time that I was like I don't think drinking all of this diet coke is very healthy um when I stopped drinking I was uh, you know I, I used to drink um, Jack Daniels and Diet Coke Maker's Mark and Diet Coke whiskey and Diet Coke when the alcohol went the uh, the Diet Coke went with it and there was a point where I'd stopped drinking and I'd stopped drinking Diet Coke um, and then there was a point where when I went back to drinking the only time I drank Diet Coke was when I was drinking so it's been a lot of years that I've not had it. 
I don't have it. Got this powerful hankering for Diet Coke. I'm like, mm, oh, yeah. Like I say, picked up a little 1.5 litre bottle, brought it home. I was saying, I was saying to Lan, I was like, look at this, bought some Diet Coke. Which, that's one of those, you know, I might, you know, I might as well have knocked off the diet and just said, I brought him some Coke. Because, um, you know, slippery slopes and all that. Um, I put it in the fridge because I'm like, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit it. Um, like a day later, sort of round tea time, I'm like, in the fridge. Hey, what's this? Little bottle of Diet Coke. Hello there. So, I know what I'm like. You know, I go to the I go to the cupboard to get a glass. I don't get a pint glass out. I get a little glass. I'm like, I'm just gonna have a taste. Everything's fine. Pop the top on that Diet Coke. Poured it. The fizz is going. Oh, the black stuff. Ooh, looks good put the lid on, put the bottle back in the fridge, picked up the glass, had a sip and went, hmm, not very nice. And I don't know what it was, whether whether yet again we're in a jammy dodger situation where this is a new recipe Diet Coke, who knows, but it tasted really watered down. And I'm like, have I got a bad batch, whatever. You know, I drank the glass um, and was like, fat, really was not hitting the spot whatsoever i was glad um i've had another glass since which was a little bit nicer but not a nice experience um yeah don't know so uh diet coke meh Right, um, let's get talking. There's an absolute shared load of stuff on this list. Um, you'll have to excuse me because I can't remember what was on last week's list. So I don't know if any of this is repeating. Um, having coded a load of podcasts a little while ago, I realised that there's probably a lot of repeating at this time. So you'll have to excuse that. Um... I watched the TV series The Wu Assassin. <sighs> so it was it was a weird thing, and it shows how sort of ingrained the the podcast is into my life. Um, all I could think was, I can't wait to review this on the podcast. I watched The Wu Assassin. I wasn't super you know i wasn't super excited to watch it um it was one of those that i kept seeing you know netflix original it's got the guy from the raid it's got a guy i recognize who was the bad guy um it looked it looked kind of okay you know it's got the the martial arts style from the raid but there was look what looked like some kind of supernatural element excuse me um, so I watched it, and what I can say is that show is 50-50. As a review, 50% of it is really good, and 50% of it is not 
the 50 percent that is really good the martial arts stuff uh, i mean the raid is such a good film and largely it's because of the martial arts and largely because those martial arts are so brutal and what's nice is even though this is a tv show even though it's netflix even though it's all that they've kept the brutality aspect from those those martial arts like that raid style of martial arts is indonesian uh, i don't know what i don't know its name i'm afraid all of that was great which made me wish for the fact made me wish that the um supernatural side of it just wasn't in it i wish they'd done something else um i don't even know how to go about explaining the supernatural side of it uh the guy from the raid he's told that he's the worst assassin he's given this thing it gives him uh, supposedly like a thousand we were assassins that came before him and like he's got their powers he can change his face literally that's only used in the first few episodes never mentioned again after that um no it's not never mentioned but it, it's, his face never changes after that very much a show that feels like they set out on a journey and then they were like oh um not sure what we're doing what are we doing again let's let's change it like one of those where the bad guy is the bad guy and he's a terrible man and he's awful and he's oh it's terrible he's a terrible man terrible man he's not the bad guy anymore he's a good guy now it's like what um weirdly had an amazing cast had um one of the guys from sons of anarchy um Scottish guy with the with the scars on his face. Um, Summer Glau was in a couple of episodes. I'll say I'll say this has not aged overly well in my opinion. However, if at some point somebody was like, "Oh, we're going to remake Alien," uh, and we're looking for somebody who is the absolute spitting image of Sigourney Weaver at that age. They should give Summer Glau a call. She is the spitting image of Sigourney Weaver. A young Sigourney Weaver. It's it's uncanny. It's weird. Um, yeah, you know, it's got, it's got a, a reasonably good cast. But this super... You know, by halfway through the series, it felt like it had turned into... Um, like the last airbender whatever the, uh, that was called it was like oh it turns out that that there's loads of people that have got loads of of, of these superpowers and um we sort of didn't mention any of this at the start of the show but uh, that's that's definitely a thing it was it was superpower of the week it was like smallville bad guy has different superpower good guy goes to stop him I really do wish they'd have found a different way to incorporate the martial arts into just something completely different. Um, I love the raid. I love uh, uh, the second one. Very good. It's just not. It's just not the first one. The first one's fantastic. Um, 
I just wish they'd found a different way of bringing that style of martial arts into more into the mainstream. Um, I kind of feel, and I don't know that this is true, but I kind of feel like the the, the main guy from the raid's probably gonna maybe regret doing this. I don't know how what sort of impact that it's gonna have on his career. I don't know if it's gonna be overly positive. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was 50-50. It was... I just wish it didn't have... Um, the, the CG was bad. The that, that whole side of it... Just not good. But... Martial arts was great. So that's the Wu Assassin. Um... I needed something else after that. Uh, I'm sort of going through shows that I'm like, oh, you know, I'll probably give that a whirl. Like I said, with The Witcher, um, I'd get round to it eventually. And I did. Um, there was a show that had popped up and I was like, oh, you know, I definitely want to watch that. And then reviews I heard of it were not overly positive. They were like, oh, it's okay. Uh, so, Altered Carbon Series 2, I am currently watching. Sorry, I'm still a little bit unsure about the laptop. Um, Altered Carbon Series 2. I'm, I'm only so many episodes in, and maybe three, four episodes in or something. Um... I really enjoyed the first series. The first series was really good. It was really solid. It was a good series. I don't know. I don't know how to say what I want to say because I don't know. I don't. I don't know how it's going to sound. I'm not enjoying the second series as much. Um, it feels like it doesn't really have any real direction. You know, the first series was very much the you know the, the 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 guy had a job to do and he went about doing that job. The second series is like, oh you know, he's got an, he's got a new job, he's got a new job to do, and that job is over before it even starts. And since then it's literally just what some would refer to as spinning its wheels. I honestly don't know what what we're actually doing in this series at this point in time. Um, the biggest issue I have for this, and this was how it was described to me, Old Carbon Series 2, it's fine. It doesn't really feel like Anthony Mackie fills the part. That's how it was described to me. It just didn't feel like he was very... It's not that he's not... It's not that he's not very good in the role. It's like the role doesn't fit him. I've started watching it and I'm like, yeah, 100% agree. This role does not fit him. Um, he is fine and he does very well in his role as Falcon in the in the Marvel Universe. And I really enjoyed his character in Pain and Gain. I just don't think... He suits this role. 
Um, there's been a, f a handful of people that have been in the the first series. It's still got the uh, the AI hotel guy. Um, the sisters popped up in it for various reasons. Um, the it, there's a lot of carryover from series one. Unfortunately, it feels like it hasn't carried over the substance of series one. It just feels like there's nothing there. It's enjoyable to watch, you know, there's fight scenes and things like that. But it just feels like there's nothing going on. It's very... I mean, I don't want to be, you know, I always say the same thing. I always say, they had a first series, it was really good. Netflix went to them and went, we want another series. And their answer was, well, we haven't got one. So they had to pull something out of their ass. It, you know, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's got the substance that Series 1 had. Um, I will keep watching it. I kind of hoping it picks up a bit. I kind of hope we get a bit of a direction to it. But we'll see. Um, caution. Spoilers ahead. Uh, there's not going to be a spoiler spoilers, but I am about to talk about something that you may not have seen. I don't know how likely that is, especially when you'll be getting this in four weeks' time. Um, I'm about to talk to you about The Mandalorian Episode 7. I'm not going to tell you what happened in it, but I am going to be talking about it. So, spoilers ahead for Mandalorian Episode 7. There we go. If, if you didn't want to hear it, you've probably skipped ahead by now. Obviously, last week I was talking about the fact that I'd been watching The Mandalorian and I'd watched five episodes because of the delay around the whole podcast issue. And I don't know why watching the sixth episode, which I felt hands down was the best, largely to do with the cast. And the episode itself was very good. Episode 7, um, I'd spoken to Sam, Sam was like, oh, have you watched the rest of The Mandalorian? I was like, no, he was like, the last two episodes really do bring it together. Um, episode 7, very good, perfectly fine. Um, one of those, the, it's, introduced, it's introduced one of those people that, you know, somebody who gets typecast. From now until the end of time, the guy that played Gus Fring in... Breaking Bad appears towards the back end of episode 7 um, he is playing somebody in in Star Wars um, good episode, good solid episode, we're, we're, we're sort of moving away from it sort of feeling like uh, just a reskin of Firefly it feels very much more like we've brought it back to being the Mandalorian uh, there was a little bit of something sad at the end. I'm not going to say what that is, but uh, something sad happened at the end. Um, so, there you go. That's that. Um, all in all, The Mandalorian is well worth your time. Um, if, you, if you're sitting on the fence about it, oh, fucking Star Wars, or, oh, you know, the films are shit, or oh, they haven't done anything good since Return of the Jedi, or, you know, if, if it's that... Or if you're like, oh, I don't know, it's just going to be lightsabers and stuff. Give it a chance. 
Uh, I personally think you won't be disappointed. I can honestly say that this is probably the best thing to come out of the Star Wars universe in a long time. And I do mean a long time. There's been the odd thing here and there that's been quite passable that's come out of the Star Wars universe. Um, but this is hands down the best thing that has come out of the Star Wars universe. Uh, there's only one episode left, which I will get on Friday. I will more than likely watch it on Friday. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, so, yes. The Mandalorian, episode 7. Well worth watch. As has the whole series been. Uh, let's have a looky-loo. Keeping in the vein of Star Wars, I had recommended to me uh, one of the Star Wars cartoons. Uh, to say cartoon is a bit, it's one of those, they're CG animated, so I don't feel that they're cartoons, they're CG animated. Um, I thought it was the Clone Wars cartoon that had been recommended to me, uh, so I watched the first episode of that. That felt super dated. Like, it's like set at a time around a film that was terrible. Uh, the the time frame of it, you know, it, it, characters that you don't care about. It, for me, I'm like, this feels really dated, and it's dated of a time that I don't care about. Um, the first episode was fine. Um, a lot of Yoda. Um, that was kind of that really turned out I'd been watching the wrong the wrong TV series uh, and what I had been recommended was Star Wars Rebels uh, what was, what, how it was sold to me was if you enjoy the story of the Jedi Fallen Order game you'll definitely like Rebels um, there's a ragtag bunch uh, a crew on a ship uh, you know a couple of Jedi's some aliens and uh, and away you go. It's like, yeah, I'll give that a whirl. I've watched quite a few episodes. Um, it's enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm digging it. I will keep watching it. I don't know how much I'll keep you informed of that. I know that animated stuff isn't everybody's cup of tea. It is mine. Um, as long as it's as long as it's good animated stuff. Um, I've been made aware that there's. Um, a new Ghost in the Shell series on Netflix. Uh, however, I have also been made aware that it's okay. It's apparently weird. Something I'll probably give a whirl, for, a whirl further down the line. We shall see. Mm. Oh, cold coffee. So those are the TV things I've been tucking into. Remember what I said earlier, I was going to bring back a segment. I just really quickly want to talk about something. Um, I realised that I used to talk about books. Um, and then I and then I stopped. Largely because I, I had, a, I had a, a, a period of time where I wasn't reading. Um, when the baby was born, there was no opportunity really for me to read. I got out of reading, didn't really read anything. Um... Jump forward a few few months, 
more opportunity arose where reading could resume, I got back into reading and I'm devouring books left, right and centre. Um, I think I will have talked about it on previous podcasts. It's a weird thing for me. I was never, I was never into reading. Um, I think that's largely because I have a, I don't have a very high reading age. I imagine that's largely to do with my dyslexia. I think it's just one of those things that re- reading wasn't a thing for me. Um, but now I will actively put away, you know, put to one side other things i will stop playing games early i will stop watching stuff i will go to bed earlier with the intention of reading um i couldn't sleep last night i read some uh, i read some of the book i'm reading at the moment i'm absolutely flying through the book i'm reading at the moment and that's what i wanted to talk to you about now then i wrote down i wrote down the series of books i'm reading didn't write down the name of the book um and of course it's not on the first page. Du, du, du. Oh, come on. You... There we go. Uh, the book I'm reading at the moment is called Serious Moonlight by Dave Turner. It is book five of the How to Be Dead series. Um, the How to Be Dead series is a series I really enjoy. It sort of it ran parallel with... Um, like the Sandman Slim books, uh, which I read all of. Uh, well, I read Sandman Slim book 1 to 10. I'm aware that there are other books um, in the Sandman Slim series. I'm just looking now. Um, 81% through this book. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the How to Be Dead series basically the first couple of books are around death and sort of deaths apprentice it's a guy that goes to work for death Uh, a guy called dave david marwood i think his surname is uh he very much like the kid from sixth sense he can see dead people and he has the ability to send them to get them to move on they shake hands and they move on to the afterlife useful to be working with or closely with death um however there were four books up until recently um one of them was about one of the other four horsemen of the apocalypse um and the fourth one turned out to have one of the other four horsemen of the apocalypse uh it centers around death being one of the four horsemen um and it's sort of that take on it four super enjoyable books really easy reading i thoroughly enjoyed them and pretty sure they were all available at that point in time so i just i just bought them all i got them quite cheap uh kindle versions are always you know cheaper anyway flew through them thoroughly enjoyed them i think uh I might have read them at the same time as I was reading something else. Next thing, it's like, hey, you read four of the How to Be Dead books. Did you know there's a new one? I was like, I did not. Oh, well, if you buy it now, you can have it cheap. I shall do that. Bought it, and it ended up sitting in my in my Kindle library. Finished all the Sandman Slim books. I'm like, what have I got to read? Oh, I've got that How to Be Dead book. So I'm 81% into this book 
I've been reading it for a few days. And what I can say is, um, have you ever heard of, of the film American Werewolf in London? No, you haven't. No, no, you haven't. At least that's what the book wants you to think. Because they've basically written a story which is so much... I mean, it's just American Werewolf in London. Just with various tweaks here and there. So much so that it, it, it's, it feels like an insult. I... For a series of books that I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm, I'm baffled by this book. I'm like, so what? You think I've not seen American Werewolf in London? And cannot see the multitude of similarities? Is this a homage of some kind? I, I don't understand it. I was explaining to uh, to Thomas Quinn today. I was saying this book just feels like it, like it's completely unnecessary. We didn't need this book. Death's been in it. Like death was in it at the beginning. Um, I'm not going to spoil the other books. You might want to read them. But death is depressed uh, and just seems to be drinking. And that's that. Hasn't been in it since. It's like cool. Don't get me wrong. The books are mostly about them. Um, like David and like his girlfriend and stuff but the the four horsemen were you know major parts of these other books it's yeah I really don't know and I, I'm just reading it going why why are we doing this um, so I did bring back a segment which was books um, but not overly positively um, I've got a couple of other things that I've lined up to read next. Uh, hopefully, you know, something better and hopefully something that I can, you know, bring back into the fold. Uh, right, I watched a documentary. I watched a documentary called Shelby American. Um, the, it's the story of, of Carol Shelby. Um, the Ford versus Ferrari... Or I think it's called Le Mans 66 as well. I don't know. Um, has recently been released to buy. I'm moaning and iron about buying it. Basically, this is the documentary that kind of that that film's based on. Uh, Carol Shelby was uh, a guy who was into cars. He was in the Second World War. He was a, a pilot in the Second World War. Then he uh, got into racing, uh, and he was very good at it. Uh, won a lot of races. Uh, it became his goal to win the Le Mans 24-hour race, which at a certain point in time he did. Whilst doing it, he was basically suffering from um, from a heart attack. Uh, the only way he managed to get through that race was by having um, nitroglycerin tablets under his tongue. And basically he was told he had five years left to live. Uh, he got into building cars. That's basically where it sort of went from there. He got into building cars. Um, his biggest thing was that he always... He, he had a falling out with... Um, oh, what's his name? The Ferrari. Um, 
I know it as well. Anyway, he had a falling out with the guy that owned Ferrari uh, and made this sort of thing where he was. He said he, he was going to beat Ferrari basically at his own game. He was going to beat him. Um, and it was just year after year after year of trying to beat Ferrari. Um, and that was that. Super, super good documentary. It's on Netflix at the moment, or at least it is at the time of recording. It's a couple of hours. There's like loads of stock footage. Great, great story. Um, he was a real character. The the vehicles, the cars that he built were just amazing feats of engineering. They were just they were just beautiful machines. Um, just yeah, if you're into cars or if you're into that any of that sort of racing scene or any of that, definitely worth giving that uh, that documentary a whirl. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, I watched a couple of movies, uh, for better or worse. I watched Rambo Last Blood. Um, one of those hadn't had great reviews. I like the Rambo films. Um, I feel that the, the fourth one, the, the one that was called, in America was called John Rambo. Um, in, in our in our country, in England, it was called Rambo. Um, I felt that that was like, probably the best one I really enjoyed that film um, super super brutal um, I had fond memories um, of watching that film twice when I couldn't sleep having flown into Vegas um, just enjoy an enjoyable movie um it hadn't had great, you know, Last Blood hadn't had great reviews, uh, but it's kind of one of them, and it, you know, you've seen all the others, you kind of need to know supposedly how it ends, whether this is the last one, who knows. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. It, it was, there was, large amounts of that film that made no sense there were huge plot holes in it it felt forced yeah you know when he does his Rambo thing where he where he's killing guys left right and center oh that's great but you know the film knows it's got no substance where they had to show him getting ready for the big showdown twice they showed it and then they showed something else and then they cut back to him and he's getting ready again. It's like, oh, you really don't have anything to put in this film. It was fine. The, you know, the, the, the Rambo stuff where he's killing loads of guys. That is what it is. It's Rambo. You can't argue with that. It's just, it felt so forced and it was just... There was just points where you're like, why is this happening? This makes no sense. The film itself... He's kind of saying to you, why is this happening? Just lots and lots of plot holes and, and, and problems. Um, probably largely an un, another sort of unnecessary film. Um, which is a, it's a bit of a shame. Um, that, was, that was kind of that. I always say it's it's really difficult to review something that's good 
Um, I'm finding it difficult to review this film because it it was just it was just there. It was fine, but it also wasn't. It was like, uh, it wasn't long. That was kind of a, kind of a, a a grace, I guess. So I watched that. The other film I wanted to watch was uh, the latest Terminator. The Terminator films have had pretty rocky. Just a, it's just a pretty rocky time overall. Once you get past Terminator One and Terminator Two. It was kind of just all over the shop from that point on. This film, um, I was interested to see, it was directed by Tim Miller of Deadpool fame. Um, I know that he had sp- he's been quite outspoken about the fact that he didn't have a good time making it because there was a lot of interference from the likes of James Cameron and I believe the studio as well. Um, I know that it had had reasonable reviews but didn't do very well at the box office. Um, so, you know, take from that what you will. This was a, it was perfectly fine. It wasn't a bad film, and it's not the best film I've ever seen. Things that I liked about it, I liked that, uh, I liked the the new version of the Terminator. Um, the, the Rev 9 version of the Terminator. Um... It was a cool design. The guy that plays it uh, was was quite good, and I liked the fact that they'd made um, they they've sort of obviously made this effort to make it a hell of a lot more human. Like when it interacts with humans, it's sort of very jokey and very jovial and all that sort of stuff. Um, cool design. It, that that was like, that was something that really stood out for me. That was really was really cool. Um, if I'm honest, something that I, that I felt stood out quite a lot was um, this. This might be a spoiler. I don't think it is. Um, Arnie's in it, and um, to a, to a degree, Linda Hamilton as well. I didn't feel it needed to have Arnie in. And I didn't feel that it needed to have Linda Hamilton in. I think they talk in the film. They talk about how she's just really annoying. And that is the feeling that you get from her. She, it's like you're, you're just an annoyance. Is that what we needed for this? Uh, there's a woman in it, uh, sort of the the who plays the protector role. Um, she was very good. Uh, I thought thought she was good. Um, there's a bit of like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. If you have the intention of watching it. Um, there was a thing around um, metabolism, I'll just say that. Overall, perfectly fine, perfectly perfectly watchable film. A film I will probably watch again at some point in time if I want to put something on that's kind of a, a mindless action film. I'm probably going to watch that. So that, that says something, because something I've realised is I really don't watch stuff more than once even if it's something i've really enjoyed um i just i just don't have the time so that was terminator dark fate did i say that's what it was called if you didn't know it's terminator dark fate um right computer games i've only been playing one computer game uh, console computer game that is that's not true I played a little bit of Mario Kart but you know I played that with the girls and stuff so 
And it's, you know, it's Mario Kart. What do you want me to say about that? I'm playing Divinity 2 or Divinity 2 Original Sin Deluxe Edition or whatever the hell it's called. Um, I don't really know how, how to sort of go about talking about this. This is not my go-to style game. Turn-based RPG is not my f it's not my go-to. But that's not to say that it's not something I'm prepared to play. It's just probably quite far down my list. But I'm a huge RTS fan, really like the real-time strategy stuff. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I got this because a it was cheap. I paid less than twenty pounds for it, brand new. B, it's had amazing reviews. C, Sam recommended it to me as a, if you want a game that's going to take 60 to 70 hours to play, get on this. Um, as you'll know from previous podcasts of recent, um, I've really been struggling to stick with a game. Um, and I can tell you that I am sticking with this game. Some issues, I don't know how much of an issue I see these to be. Uh, one is that I spend a lot of time on the internet looking things up a lot of time i've got a walkthrough and sometimes the walkthrough isn't enough and i have to like google other things because the walkthrough doesn't tell you exactly certain elements so there's that um it's it's hard i'm playing it on easy 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 mode and it's still hard um i've missed quite a lot of the game um, through not really understanding how to play it and because of that my character and uh, my, my characters of which I have four are too low in their level to be able to do the stuff that I should be doing that is starting to become quite a considerable issue um, I've spent a long time mulling over whether I should just restart the game don't know if that's the answer uh, certainly at this point when i've put a multitude of hours into this game it, if somebody said to me are you enjoying it i wouldn't be able to answer it i'm not hating it other than i've started getting to points in the game now where you'll fight an enemy and that enemy just spawns other enemies and those enemies have the ability to spawn other enemies and it just gets out of hand and i just find myself having to like reload the game and hope for the best um that's happened more than a few times and admittedly a couple of those times i've looked on the walkthrough and it's like oh this is how to avoid that fight you know kill them early sort of thing or attack them early on you know that sort of stuff um, I find it. I find it a very engaging game. Obviously, I'm looking a lot of stuff up online. I'm trying a lot of things. Um, you know, a lot. Of, a lot of the elements are new to me. It feels like a game that was made by children, and not in a bad way. What I mean by that is, it feels like a game where where somebody was like, "I'm going to make a game, and I'm going to put this in it, and this in it," and then somebody else was like, "Yeah, let's put this in it, and let's put." It's got so much stuff in it. So much going on. Um, a lot of the time it feels quite a lot like it's too much. <sighs> Sorry, I'm still not trusting the laptop. Um, I'm still on with it. 
until it tells me otherwise. You know, you know what I'm like with games. I'll play them until they don't want me. Or they don't want to be played anymore. They don't want me to play them anymore. Um, so that's how I'm I'm operating with this. Um, honestly, it feels like something that if I don't get to a point where I I feel like I have to start it again from the beginning, it feels like something like I might um, play again, try a different character or a different ability. There's abilities that I'm like, man, I wish I'd have that from right at the start. Um, the ability to talk to animals would have been very useful from the start of that game. Um, so yeah, that's Divinity 2. Um, as far as VR is concerned, I have only played uh, Thrill of the Fight as part of my workout routine. I haven't played anything else. Um, I keep looking into the, the Oculus Link. It's just It's just not feasible at this point in time can't find anywhere that has a cable a compatible cable and the graphics card i want to get it is it, just never in stock so that's basically where i'm at with that situation i uh, don't really know what to tell you other than that so that's uh that's games um one of those that's basically that's basically it. You know, you guys know how I operate. That's basically that. Um, last is the is the working out. Um, I ran yesterday. Did my but did my run walk yesterday. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get the running back on point. Um, I a few days ago I increased all of the weight that I'm lifting. Uh, certainly feeling that change. I'm keeping on keeping on. I'm doing it. Um, kind of feels at this point in time like I should be telling you guys when I'm not doing it so that you can hold me accountable. But I'm five days a week, two rest days, um, you know, a cheat a cheat meal day, that sort of thing. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing it, you know. Press-ups, kettlebells, weights, the VR, the boxing, um, all of that, running. Um... So yeah, you know, I'm I'm keeping on keeping on even though we're in this lockdown. I'm I'm keeping up with the the exercise and stuff. Uh, just need to get the get the eating more under control. That freaking chocolate, man! That freaking chocolate. Um. So yeah, there we go. Um. I I wanted to give like a a proper full blown podcast this week, kind of a makeup podcast. Um. From last week. Um, so there, that's that. I uh, I will say bye, uh, and I will catch you guys next time. Bye bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another one in the bag. Another week gone. Yeah. YouTube watchers, make sure you're subscribing. Uh, click for notifications, that way you get up-to-date information on when the uh, latest video is going out, uh, and then you can keep up with uh, what's going on. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, send us some love. Whether it's social media-based or email, we take all the love. So there we go, that's this one done. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.